Consider the following, and some of the results you will hardly believe. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Episode 8 of the Teacher Turn Alchemist Podcast. My name is Lydia. If you're new here, welcome, welcome. I am an ex-special education teacher. Okay, that sounds like I'm an ex-convict or something, but I left the public school system to basically try out my own thing and become an entrepreneur and try to meld my passion of working with adults with disabilities into a little creative side of myself, which I'm still learning about every single day, and brewing kombucha. And I'd like to open my own tap room in my direct community, which also will employ and have training opportunities for adults with disabilities. The business is called Living Simple, Living Full, and you can find us. It's, right now, it's just me, but I say us because I know it will become that over time. But um, livingsimplelivingfull.com is where you can find us, and we also have Instagram pages at Living Simple, Living Full and Facebook, so if you want to join us over there. I thought I'd try something a little different today on the pod. I'm going to go completely rogue without a script. Honestly, I've been focusing on some other things that are a little bit more difficult, and so to take time to like write down an entire podcast... I thought, you know, I just have some things in my mind. I'm just going to go for it. I feel like I will make most sense. Uh, (laughs) That didn't even make sense. Hopefully I will make sense as much as possible. And I'm excited to share some updates on what's been going on in the business and share what I am sipping on, which today I decided to go for a strawberry lemon with a little lemon zest. It's like my take on a strawberry lemonade. I've been getting a lot of positive feedback on this flavor. And so I thought... I want to just try to narrow it down and just make sure that I have the recipe right. So it's pretty tart, which I love anything extra tart. And I just brought it home to some friends in Indiana and they actually really enjoyed it. So I'm really, really pumped about it. And still reminds me of summer. Right now is like the perfect fall day. It's almost 70 out there. Super sunny. It's gorgeous. So I'm enjoying something extra refreshing. And I don't know. I'm trying to think of another brand that does something similar to this. I know GT's has their strawberry flavor. So if you want to try something strawberry related, although if you're a home brewer, I feel like strawberry is one of the easiest things that you could brew with. And it also produces a lot of fizz because it has a lot of extra sugar in there, even just by cutting up just a few tablespoons of strawberry and putting it in the bottom of a glass. So if you want to try out strawberry or if you have tried strawberry, let me know your thoughts. But add a little lemon zest. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. So good, so good. Going into my corrections corner from last week's episode. Last week's episode was about productivity guilt, which I had a friend say, do you say productivity or productivity? And I was like, I don't know. I think I say productivity. And she's like, that's wrong. (laughs) So I guess productivity is how you pronounce it. Anyway, um, I felt really good about that episode and I'm still working on a lot of things. I'm gonna report back in the next episode about how my new routines are going. But overall, the entire episode uploaded extremely soft, like extremely soft. Like I had it all the way turned up in my car and I could still barely hear me as I was driving. And I was pretty disappointed in that. I'm like, oh, nuts. But I feel like if you're listening to this podcast and you have like, you know, your earbuds, earbuds, (laughs) whatever they're called in, I feel like you should hear me okay, but I apologize. And I'm just not going to re-upload that episode because it's just one more thing I'm going to laugh at. I messed up. You can still hear me if you, you know, strive to hear me. And so hopefully it works out for you guys. But in the future, I'm going to make sure that my volume is on point. And my microphone is actually being a lot better. I found some little tricks on my computer about how to make it sound as clear as possible. So hopefully you can hear me all good. And that's all I have for Corrections Corner today. 
So I'm going to roll right into some updates because I'm really excited about these updates and I feel like I've come quite a long way since I have spoken with all of you guys. So overall, um, if you remember, I failed my alcohol test twice and I don't have anything better to report on that. I am still currently waiting on what's called a symbiosis fermenter and I kind of explained in the Blast You Alcohol episode about how these fermenters are going to stretch out the surface area of my brews and so the alcohol... Um, can just be lower. So when I get it tested again, hopefully I'm able to reach that 0.5% ABV level or below the first time around. Really, I should say the third time around because third time's a charm, right? I'm still currently waiting on those symbiosis fermenters. Apparently, a lot of people in the kombucha world are getting wind of it. And the ones that I would like to order were back ordered. And so he said, oh, it'll be a week. Now it's been three Um, I just got off the phone with him and he says, I'm going to hopefully get these in the mail by tomorrow. So I'm hoping to have them by early next week. But in the meantime, I've basically halted on the brewing process because my entire process that I'm used to doing in the kitchen is going to be completely different using these fermenters. And so I thought I would basically spend my time learning some other things about the business, tax stuff, and some other stuff I'm about to get into here in a minute. Um, and I've been saving a little bit of money because obviously a lot of material costs and if it's alcoholic, why would I be spending all my time and money producing things that I can't do anything with <laughs> except for drink and maybe get a slight buzz? I'm just kidding. I highly doubt I would get a buzz off this stuff. But anyway, I just wanted to give an update on that because that's probably the biggest question I've been getting asked is how's your alcohol going, which is hilarious. But thank you so much for following and asking questions and just keeping me on top of it. I really appreciate it. The next thing I want to update you guys about is actually not something about my business, but something that I am just really, really excited to share about something that's happening in my direct community. There is a new school named Matthias Academy out in Benet Lake, Wisconsin, which is only about 15 minutes away from me. And Elizabeth Pumala, I hope I said her name correctly, she was also a former special education teacher and she worked with adults who were right on the cusp of basically aging out of any program. Um, If you're unfamiliar, basically if you have a disability and it depends on which state that you live in, there is a max age at which the public school system will not service you anymore. And so like IEP goals will expire and um, that student is not allowed to attend the public school system. And so Liz, who would sit at the IEP table, and goodness, I would be right there. I I know exactly what she's feeling, um, would be sitting at the IEP table with these families and be so proud of each of her students' accomplishments. And then basically at the end of school, these students would not go off into the world and just kind of find their own way, but a lot of them would be at home and there weren't enough uh, appropriate services and employment opportunities that would accommodate and be suitable for these young adults. And so she created with her amazing team, Matthias Academy. And if you haven't checked them out, I would highly recommend going to their website, matthiasacademy.org. This has been in the works for several years and just this past September, even in light of COVID, rock on Matthias Academy. You guys have opened and they are ready and they already have students that are there. And these young adults are in charge of the program themselves. She wanted to emphasize that these young adults have their own say in so many different aspects. And so um, adults are running the Facebook page. Adults are running the gift shop. Matthias Academy meets these students where they are and listens to their goals. And they are student or adult-led goals, I should say. These are adults now. They're not necessarily students anymore. And helps them reach their goals by having daily living centers. They're cooking. um, They're 
are having health classes, they're creating so many different things, they're learning independent life skills, and they're employed through Matthias Academy, and they have lots of different places that are open to the public, and a lot is still continuing to evolve, but one that I'm really excited about is their gift shop just opened, and you can actually see their online store right now if you go to MatthiasAcademy.org, or they do have an Instagram, Matthias Academy. If you want to check them out there, these are all student led and eventually there's going to be a bike shop and they're going to have like a bakery, things like that. And so I'm just so encouraged, especially as an entrepreneur who wants to enter into the same space. I see what Matthias Academy has done and also Inspire Coffee in Lake Geneva, which isn't too far away from me either that I've already described on the podcast. But there is more awareness going on about hiring adults with disabilities, providing accommodations, providing these different programs that are going to meet the needs of so many individuals that absolutely deserve it. And I'm excited to see where Matthias Academy goes from here. So again, one more time, MatthiasAcademy.org if you want to check them out. And um, I am so excited to hopefully collaborate in the future and potentially even hire some of their adults for Living Simple Living Full. Before I jump into my last little update, I want to take a really quick break and I'll meet you back here in a hot second. All right, so for my last update, and this is where I wanted to spend a little bit longer of a time explaining, since this is also the title of the podcast itself, but um, I have been trying to find a commercial kitchen that is a little bit closer to me. Earlier on in the podcast, I explained that in order to sell my product, I can't sell it from home. I have to sell it out of a licensed commercial kitchen just to meet like sanitation requirements, things like that. And so I went on the hunt several months ago, and I believe it was in June, or yeah, June, I found a place called Michael Fields Agricultural Institute, which happens to be directly next door uh, to The Hive, which is where I work at. It's a fantastic place, and they are still willing to have me there. But after going to tour the kitchen and just seeing everything, I'm wondering now with everything that I've learned thus far in the last several months, if they're going to have enough space for me. And if I'm planning on opening a business in the opposite direction towards the Kenosha, Wisconsin area, I don't know if it's going to be as conducive for my time if I were to go up about 35 to 40 minutes just to brew my kombucha. So I went on the hunt to find some commercial kitchens that are in my area. (laughs) And this is easier said than done. I live in Silver Lake, Wisconsin, and this is like population right over 2,000 It's very small. There are no stoplights. There's a couple of local bars in the area. But outside of that, I need to travel at least 10 to even 15 minutes to get to the nearest grocery store, things like that. I don't have a Target nearby me. Not that I'm like a huge fan of Target, but... I have to travel basically 20 minutes outside of my home to go to places that would have a lot of like retail spots. And so I like to find a commercial kitchen nearby me and I'm not really in a metro area. So there are actual businesses that their business is a commercial kitchen to food entrepreneurs. So if I were really looking around, um, Milwaukee would probably be the closest one or potentially Madison. But Milwaukee is about mm, an hour, a little over an hour away from me. And then Madison is an hour and a half. And that's pretty far. And I wanted to find something that ideally would be about, you know, 15 minutes max, which is asking a lot in this small town. 
And so this is where I got a little scared because I started to cold call a bunch of businesses. And when I say a bunch of businesses, I took it in total chunks because I freaked out. My extroverted self was not ready for that at all. I just froze before I called a business. I've never met these people. I probably will never meet some of these people that I'm calling. And yet I was so afraid of a no. And it wasn't even the fact of like, people are polite to me, but just being told no really shot me down. And I'm just thinking, okay, first off, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to get some no's. This is going to be something that I will hear probably on the daily. I need to get used to it. But it was so difficult to call businesses and basically give almost like an elevator pitch about what my product is and if it's possible to rent space out of their kitchen. I compiled a pretty big list of just a lot of restaurants in our area and again kind of going out 15-20 minutes or so and I got a lot of voicemails surprisingly which I don't blame them it's probably my my area code being from Indiana they're like yeah I don't really want to answer this but I'll admit that I got pretty down on myself when I kept getting no's and there were so many people that were extremely kind to me for those that answered for example I called a local pizza shop and she's like oh that sounds like such a great idea I really like basically your mission and what you're doing, but we literally have no space. And I'm like, okay, well, thank you so much. And there were some other businesses that referred me to talk to another business. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. Like there's kind of like a network out there of all these restaurants. And so I would call those restaurants and I just kept getting no after no after no. And honestly, without me being able to brew and kind of realizing that Michael Fields might not be the answer that I need because of their space that they can provide me, I just felt stuck again. And I reverted back to some of the easier things that I was used to. I started cleaning my house again. I didn't go back to just watching TV, but I did some easier tasks for the business. And I hadn't really spent as much time in the kitchen. Again, like I said, I wasn't brewing. Um, But I was listening to a lot of like professional development podcasts. And I came across a really great podcast that I am just so all about right now. You guys really need to check her out. The podcast is called, um, I was going to say your name. The podcast is called Empower Her. And it's by Keisha Fitzgerald. And she's a fellow entrepreneur. And it's really awesome because she's just been sharing a lot of her journey, but alongside just some mindset tools and tricks that she's learned along the way and just challenges that she gives her listeners. And so the last one that I listened to was kind of about how being fearful isn't a bad thing at all. It's actually more of another way to show your bravery. And we're always going to be more proud of ourselves at the end of the day by doing the hard things, not the easy things. And I'm like, oh, okay, she's absolutely right. And I had taken my foot off the gas pedal for a little while because after I got so many no's, There was also quite a few places that said, call me back later. But because of all the no's I was getting, I was really holding out on calling. And my husband even called me out on it, pun intended. He was like, no, literally, you need to give them a call. Like, what is stopping you? You need to do this. And I'm like, huh. It was just so hard because in my mind, even though they said call back another time, I I took that as a no. And so I was delaying basically giving all these businesses a call back. And so... There was this one place that is a catering club about 15 minutes away from me and they said to call back because the owner is in and out, in and out, in and out. And so I called again. They're like, you know what? I'm going to take your number this time and hopefully he will call you back. And I'm like, okay, wasn't expecting really anything because I had gotten this on a couple other places as well and no phone backs. But within 10 minutes, I got a call back from this catering place. 
And he was like, yeah, this is really cool. Sure, why not? Why don't you come in next week and let's talk about your product? It was so like easy going for him on the phone. And I was like, my mouth is hanging open as I was talking to him. I'm like, really? Oh, fantastic. Like, stay professional, Lydia. Let's do this. I'm like, okay, sounds great. I'll see you next week. <laughs> so long story short, I was able to meet with this guy. And I don't want to give out names or things because it's not officially official yet. But um, we met this past Tuesday and he was just so easygoing. He was so understanding. He didn't really understand what kombucha was. But I feel like I did a good job explaining it. And it's a country club, like golf course and catering service. And he said that their hours in the wintertime are actually really slow because they don't do a lot of like weddings and events. And so he was like, yeah, if you want to use our space throughout the like November through April time, I think we can definitely make this work for you. And I'm just like, ah, in my brain. And then so I'm like, keep it cool, stay professional. And he showed me around and it is the exact type of space that I would be looking for because I do have so many materials that I would be bringing in and for mentors and things like that. And it seemed like everything is good to go. <laughs> I did have to laugh though, because he was like, sounds great. So do you already have this and this and this? And I'm like, uh, no. Like for example, he's like, do you have your seller's permit? are you registered with the business bureau for taxes? I'm like, oh my gosh, what is that? What, am I supposed to do that? I just was like, no, I haven't done that. Can I write that down? And he was so understanding because he said that he had started his own businesses in the past, especially a little bit younger. And so he was super understanding. He even gave me a recommendation and said that he can um, talk to me anytime that I need him or he could recommend some of the people that he works with to kind of help with the tax end because that is definitely not my strong suit. And I was so, so appreciative of that. And it was just so encouraging to me. I keep saying so, 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 but I'm so, so excited. And it was awesome to hear from him that he believes in the product and that he wants to accommodate and uh, give me the space. So for now, we're considering it a go. He told me to create kind of like a rental agreement because he's never done this with somebody else before, but he thinks that it can work for us. And he was excited that I was local. This is 10 minutes away from my house. I'm so excited, which is crazy. And um, I'm, I've just been on cloud nine ever since. And now I have a lot of things that I can be doing to work towards getting into that space. And so I'm still waiting on those fermenters. And then once I get the fermenters, I can take those in to get alcohol tested. Once I get that as a go, I can attach those results to my food license. And then once I get my license, I already have my seller's permit on its way because I did that after you told me to do that. We should be good to go, guys. I think I will be officially able to sell. I am putting it out there now, just even for my own goal, but I had told him mid-November, but it might be the end of November. So I'm really excited, you guys. We might be able to sell really, really soon. I will keep you posted, but I just wanted to share that story with you just to give you all hope, especially as if you might be a fellow entrepreneur who just continues to hear like me, a lot of no's after no's after no's or callbacks and you just don't feel like you're getting anywhere. There is a yes out there for you and that person or you know place will work with you. And I am just so excited to see where this continues to take me and I will keep you posted. So take that as encouragement today, you guys. We got this and yeah. And before I go, I wanted to leave with a little teaching story like I normally do. And this one is a little different just because um, 
it's not specifically about the students first, but it turns into that. You just got to hold on. You'll, you'll see where I go from here. But um, basically, uh, I mentioned in the previous episode, I actually coached tennis uh, for boys back in Indiana. And while I was at the high school in Crystal Lake, Illinois, I actually coached um, a girls tennis team. I was a JV girls tennis coach for about three years. And I had started thinking about transitioning out of teaching and coaching earlier last year. And I thought, you know what, just for the sake of high school and girls, the girls on the tennis team were like a huge deciding factor for me, which a lot of people don't know that I was really vested being their coach. And I thought, you know what, why don't I see one entire class freshman through senior year, and then I'm gonna go like, it's just all gonna make sense. And then, you know, with COVID and honestly, I just felt this tug that it was time to go now. I ended up leaving earlier. And so I wasn't able to see the senior year and coach those girls um, that I've had since freshman year. So literally last night, I was so excited. It was senior night. And even though COVID has been going on, the school created a great plan so that players could go out and play this season. I'm so happy that most of the student athletes were able to play. And so the girls had senior night last night and I went and I was so, so excited to see them. I keep saying so, so excited. I apologize, but I was pumped to just be able to see them. I had to wear a mask the entire time. It was super weird because in all the pictures they required like the adults. And since I was technically out of state, like they wanted me to keep my mask on the entire time. And so some of my pictures, I just look like, you know, like almost like a mugshot, but I'm smiling so big just seeing these girls that I basically saw grow up from freshman year. And it was so encouraging to see them. And I was proud of them. And they did a fantastic job. It was a beautiful night. And uh, their coach, Gina, who I got to coach with last year is a total BA. I love her. She's fantastic. And um, it was just such an enjoyable night. But it made me think about this student story, which do you see how I'm tying it back into this? So the students are coming now back into the tennis side of this, and you will see here in a minute. As a coach, um, there was one time during the season in which we would host a conference called the Fox Valley Conference, and we would have to take time off of school because the tournament was to play during the school day. I don't know why they designed it that way, but the tennis players would get dismissed from school, and I would have to find a substitute teacher to watch my class. And this year we were hosting, it's just we switched between different schools, but we were hosting that year. And so I was required to be outside coaching. And it just happened to be that it was raining really, really, really hard. And we didn't know if we would be able to play or not. The courts were soaked and it was still like a yucky mist. But on the tennis courts, we have what are called squeegees. And you can basically just, it's almost like a mop for tennis courts, but you can go out there and rub the rain and the water out of and like spread it out so it dries really quickly because the courts like have this natural absorption to them I think I don't know if I'm even saying that right but anyway it was wet and we needed to squeegee all of the courts within a very short amount of time and I was like there is no way and I didn't want to like tire the players because they're going to play all day long and remember we are hosting this tournament and it just so happens that the side of the school that the courts are on is where my classroom is. So my students were at the window waving at me like, hi, we see you. And so I went inside and I proposed something to them because um, it happened to be a Friday and Fridays were community outing days. And unfortunately, because of the rain, they had an outdoor activity that was canceled. And so they couldn't go and it was going to be like game day, movie day inside. And I was like, would you guys be interested in helping me squeegee the courts to see if the players can play? 
And without hesitation, all of them were like, we're coming, Mrs. Davis. We are there for you. And they all came out there. And it's still like misty, yucky. It's cold. A lot of them didn't even have the proper like outer gear, but they were out there. And they all took turns with the squeegees and they were um, all going in a, a formation. I should like post a picture of this. It still makes me just so proud of them. And they just really wanted to make me happy and proud. And it was just so cool too because um, these are adults. They're they're older than the high schoolers and they were great role models to the tennis girls that day. And they're all saying, hello, you guys got this. It was just so encouraging to see. Unfortunately, it continued to rain. So all of their efforts, not that it was for nothing, but unfortunately we're, we were not able to play that day and we had to cancel and go play. Well, we didn't cancel, but we had to go play inside. But it was the thought that counted and I really appreciated that and I totally praised them for that and told them just how appreciative I was of them and oh, they're such great people. Mm. So anyway, um, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for listening to my first Rogue podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I would love to hear any feedback. And if you would like to give a review on whatever platform you listen on, I would be so appreciative just to kind of build this up. Feel free to reach me at livingsimplelivingfull at gmail.com. And in the meantime, be well and cheers. <laughs>